Welcome to me, my mutants. Welcome to the Thursday Night Comic Book Chat with Brothers Comics. Each week we review classic X-Men stories from the past and link them with the current continuity. Join the producer, Sandman, Big Hutch, and Brother Beavis as we take a trip down Great Malkin Lane. Are you ready, my mutants? Let's do it. Hey, how you guys doing? This is Producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Thursday Night Comic Book Chat presented by Brothers Comics as we walk through classic X-Men stories from the past and link them to the current continuity. On the line tonight, I have my two favorite mutants. Uh, it is still Black History Month, so uh, <laughs> Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening to everybody. Still, still up front, y'all. I'm going to save the view while I can. Konnichiwa, Philippines, by the way. That's right. <laughs> and also on the line tonight, playing Bottom Bitch again, it's Brother Beavis. <laughs> bottom Beavis in the house. Yes, that's right. Bottom <laughs> Beavis in the house. Yeah, um, I was going to say, like, hey, uh, can we push this till next Wednesday when it's March? <laughs> <laughs> when things are back to get a fair chance yeah. again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this 28 days of oppression has been really killing me. I don't know. How you put up with it. It's like, how, do, yeah. how do you live like this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all been doing this for 400 years? Uh, so, anywho. Why didn't you uh, say yeah. something? Why didn't you say something? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, the last few stories we've been walking through after the uh, monumental issue of 175 uh, in Cyclops' super short shorts and 176. Um, <laughs> we've been Some monumental episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been pushing our way to issue 200. And we're going to take a two-issue stop today on um, one fairly Kitty Pryde-centric story and then one story that's kind of Kitty Pryde-centric as well, what's going on here. And the the funny part of this is is that she's getting a, a good push here right before issue 181, which we're not doing tonight, which is after the original Secret Wars, um, which she doesn't make it to. Um, and we'll talk about that little story here as well. Um, but... Tonight, we talk about Kitty's almost marriage to Caliban, um, and then we talk a little bit about Kitty and Storm's relationship as it has going to make this transition point to everybody being okay, which is essentially, okay, we've satisfied Whitey, and we can move on from this moment at this point. Um, so, uh, it's a, issue 179 of Uncanny X-Men, it has a really weird cover, and that cover creeped me out for much of my teenage years. you remember that cover, <laughs> Brother Beavis? I think any picture of Caliban creeps me out. Yeah. <laughs> Pasty yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> He's awful. And an awful yeah. character, too. Do you remember that cover, Sandman? Oh, God, man. I couldn't, I couldn't remove this from the inside of my eyelids if I tried. Yeah, it's like... Mm-hmm etched into my memory because yeah caliban has got if y'all don't know what caliban looks like i mean he's um Google a burnt it. up yellow bug-eyed dude and I, I don't know how else to describe him and uh and she is quite upset i'm <laughs> being forced to marry this dude on the cover as any yeah. same person would so you know as much as we hate <laughs> kitty pride i mean even this is kind of pushing it for me but uh you know <laughs> it's, it's the eyes and the skin yeah. and the it looks like a yeah, he, he looks, does look like a praying mantis. Yeah. yeah, it's just a weird cover. And I remember looking at it when I was a kid. I was like, this is weird. And, like, Ramita's <laughs> art plays into it so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it's just not a not a fun issue. But we try to pick up here, like, kitties in the sewers of the, of the Morlock tunnels. We have to go back to the previous issue where 
the issue ended where there was a, a, a white girl on the ground, all busted up, blood coming out of everywhere, and everybody believes that Kitty, who was making a teenage uh, move to go to the Baxter building to get the, I think we called it the near neogenic recombinator yeah. on the last yeah. episode <laughs> um, to save Colossus who had been uh, burned uh, white hot and then hit with liquid nitrogen. It, it, you know, you got to really tell the story out loud. Um, so, yes, she, right. it wasn't really her. The Morlocks had created, spoiler alert, had had mask, uh, kidnapped this, I think it was a drug overdose person and made that person look like Kitty Pride, so everybody would think that it was Kitty and the Morlocks have kidnapped Kitty and brought her down to the tunnels. Think that covered it, Brother Beavis? Is that a good recap? Yeah, I think you got it. I mean, there was there was way more ridiculously ridiculousness going on, but I don't think we need to touch on that. Oh, yeah, you God. definitely brought us up to speed. Thank you. All right, so the issue is titled What Happened to Kitty? And you get to see a lot of the tunnels. You get to see a lot of the Morlocks. The funny thing is, as I was reading this, and I've read this a couple times since we, uh, we didn't podcast last week, um, so the Morlocks are all mutants, but pretty much their mutant power is just being ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, one of them. Maybe. I mean, seriously. I mean, besides, if you're not one of the chosen ones, or you one never of the really four get horsemen. Yeah, one of the horsemen. Right. <laughs> all the Paul <laughs> Romas. If you're not one of the Paul Romas, you don't really get a chance to do anything. I mean, well, that's I guess, why four Paul Romas can run the show. I guess. And Calista, I mean, who's uh-huh. the leader, she doesn't really have a power. She no. has, like, senses and stuff, maybe, but, yeah, yeah. that's about it. Yeah, you kind of think, like, later on where be, where somebody got a hold of this, and it's like, we got all these people here, yeah. and nobody cares about them with no powers. Let's just kill them. And maybe that's why the Marauders went through them, and it didn't really matter. They um, need to roll down with, like, some DNA testing, but, like, you know, about half of you people aren't actually mutants. Uh, <laughs> you're just you're just right. not very attractive. <laughs> yeah, I got some good news and I got some bad news. Uh, <laughs> you are not the father. Yeah, yeah. You're not a mutant, but you're ugly as hell. Um, yeah, I don't know. Killing you killing you here or not, yeah. You know. Yeah, man. Plus, okay, and that's the other thing too. You got masks who can turn you into looking like yeah. whatever you want. They might yeah. ask him, like, "Hey, dog, um, can you fix my face?" <laughs> Great, you know. I'm so tired of being I think ugly. that plot hole is covered by mask is ugly, and so mask wants everyone to be ugly. So I think yeah, he's, he's a straight up asshole. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about this today. I think they reach a point once like the other Morlocks around. I think mask takes over and it gets pretty dark, but I can't remember for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember. I think that you want to have a charge. Yeah. Okay. Well. What happened to Kitty? Uh, our writer is Chris Claremont again, and the artist is John Romita Jr. Uh, you see her kind of all laid out in this really torn up wedding dress. With uh, they were clearly obsessed with garters um, and whatnot uh, back in the eighties. Uh, but then the scene shifts to a hospital scene where we see Rogue, Wolverine, and Storm in the morgue at a hospital. Uh, they're here to identify a body. Um, a body that they believe to be Kitty. There's a huge storm going on outside, uh, no pun intended. And um, the doctor is basically like, yeah, well, you know, young girl, we get to see Kitty's age. She's 14 at the time of this. And so she's aged one year in about 50-some-odd comic books. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much. uh, Yeah, pretty much. And they come to identify the body. 
somehow they get the the doctor to actually leave them in there with the dead body, which is like Wolverine. It's like, is he got some kind of special power to make this dude leave? I guess other than being scary, Storm is emotionally upset, <laughs> extremely upset because it's affecting the weather outside. And basically Wolverine's like, yeah, that might look like Kitty all the way down to her retinal scans, but it's not her. She doesn't smell right. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Why are you smelling all this on all of us? Yeah, right. I mean, you know, at, Wolverine's powers can be a little bit um, uh, a little nebulous. Yeah, a little nebulous too. I think we've talked about this as well because I think this is one of the few times where he's been able to like literally sniff out one particular issue or person, and he sniffs like Kitty out completely here. Um, Anybody troubled by Storm's inability to keep her weather under control, Sandman? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, doesn't she do this a lot where, you know, she gets a little... I remember uh, Professor X trying to kind of called her out on it one time. I think that was in Secret Wars. She was basically doing the same thing where they were in the one of the fortresses and he was. they were debating on whether to uh, go join Magneto. And, you know, and she's like, hey, why are you trying to take my job? Why are you trying to take over? And... And she's basically causing a lightning storm. <laughs> so, yeah, she does this kind of a lot, actually, which ain't cool, you know, when you're not trying to uh, uh, bring a track um, um, notice to yourself, which the X-Men usually should not be, you know. So, uh, yeah. Brother Beavis. I mean, I think the, the, the connection between, like, her mental state and the weather and her inability to control it is 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 – the key story behind her transformation. And as we scroll forward here, spoiler alert, a few episodes when she loses her powers, you you might look back at that and say, like, if she hadn't lost her powers, would it have got worse? Like, because she almost had to, like, sort of master herself before she mastered her powers because she's, she's sort of broken this myth of, like, I'm actually not a goddess. You know, a right. lot of my life was a fantasy life. And in reality, there's all these terrible things in the world, and 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 so all that turmoil is taking hold. And it's almost like a relief, in a sense, that she doesn't have to worry about controlling her powers, and she can kind of come to terms with herself, so that when she regains her powers, she's really more a complete person. And I don't know if they ever like played out that narrative, but that you know that's one opportunity to sort of come explain the whole thing. Right. Well, they definitely again earned all of this. You know, as they take, took the character from the sentient fish whale up through this point about her being able to control or losing control of her powers and a li- losing a little bit of herself. Um, like I said, I mean, it was well earned um, not seeing that again when we were 13 and 14 years old, but definitely seeing it now. It's like, wow, y'all really earned this and worked for it. And it's probably why the story still resonate 40 years later. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, it, it, it's a good scene, actually, you know, the scene is actually pretty cool. Um, and they recognize almost immediately that now, no, knowing that Kitty's not alive, we kind of have a general idea about where she might be. Um, so the book shifts from there, uh, back to the mansion where <laughs> one of one of Nightcrawler's powers apparently is Florence Nightingale um, because he <laughs> is ever he is the medical expert there. Um, yeah, if I recall on his Marvel card, he had like first aid skill or something like that. Not that okay, 
any non-power was worth anything, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, apparently somewhere in 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 the circus, he was also taking night classes um, for his EMT, um, right? And medical doc. I mean, he's always doing the medical work here. And the funny kind of thing is, is that he's using a stethoscope on somebody <laughs> and <a> rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at their faces. They're like, he didn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah Charlie X really, really don't look impressed, does he? Yeah. Okay. Kind of <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Come on, now, Carl. I can read your mind. I know yeah. you don't know what you're listening to. I know to. you don't know <laughs> what you're doing, man. Come off it, man. <laughs> In home country, doctor. In this country, EMT. Yeah. <laughs> <That's about it. laughs> Charles does have that look like, man, I should have paid extra for that PPO. <laughs> right. <laughs> chose my own doctor. Yeah. That Magneto bad. care. Once they repealed that Magneto care, <laughs> what's a mutant to do? What's a mutant to do? But yeah, they basically they don't know what's going on with him. He's just frozen solid or yeah. rocked hard or whatever and, we want to call and it. The, way, the more you talk about it, the more ridiculous he is. They're like, yeah. he's like, hold on. You gotta get yeah. the vitals. Yeah. It's like yeah. the yeah. of your doctor's appointment. Like, you don't know much way, you know, just get, get out of here. He's waiting for him to take out the little hammer to like, check his reflexes. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, still a rock. Yeah, we know. Nope, still a rock. Yeah. <laughs> I have done my exam. Yeah, he's still a rock. He's still a rock. Nah, I don't yeah. know what to do. No, yeah, like he was going to go somewhere, I guess, you know. <laughs> hey, pay that copay on your way out, though. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean it's just it's just a bad scene. There's a little thing about you know Liana being upset or you know, but really not. She's like, well, you know, I saw everybody die when I was <laughs> Yeah, right. She would think she'd be more upset, but she's kind of like, whatever, man. One more, one less to worry about. Um, he made it to 19. That's pretty good. That's pretty good for my Russian. So. um yeah, and so while that's going on, uh, Storm contacts uh, Professor Xavier through their side link uh, to let him know what's going on, um, and they, they think they know what happened, what happened to Kitty and where she is. And then in between, in between that, uh, Xavier gets a, a psionic uh, heading uh, attack. And he, yeah, he's attacked psionically and he loses control of his powers and he has some nebulous uh, Xavier powers here too where his uh, psionic bolts shoot out from his brain mm-hmm. and start like painting the room and where everybody has to jump and move out of the way. Um, I'm really, I've seen him do that power controlling it, I guess, himself in later issues. This is like one of the first times you see it this way. Does anybody remember seeing this before? Brother Beavis and Sammy. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I have. I can't recall exactly which instance has happened, but yeah, um, or him actually using it. Um, yeah, actually, in a, in a book not too long from now, he uses his power to yeah, uh, that, stop that a mob. Before now. Yeah. Yeah, oh, before, before now. Oh. Have we seen this before? We must. It's have. more like something the white. It's more like the way they usually represent the white queen's power that she does mental bolts against non against people that don't have telepathy. Mm-hmm. Professor X usually holds back and just engages other mental folks with ment- with his own mental powers. He usually doesn't right. use like the cyborgs. Well, right. we all know, looking ahead, that these 
it, it, the attacks there, they're extraterrestrial in nature, as he keeps referring to. And uh, E.T. is trying to phone home to him. But it's really not E.T. It's actually, uh, I guess, the Beyonder. And yeah. he is calling uh-huh. out to him and the other mutants and whatnot to what we're going to see at the end of issue number 180. Um, but, yes, it, it, that's basically what it is. He's knocked out, though, from whatever happens. And he's going to actually need to get, like, uh, Amanda Sefton's actually going to put him on life support. I'm like, what in the world? You got all this technology, and you still only got Nightcrawler running everything. Like, there's, no, there's nobody else is trained to do anything. Nobody else is trained. It's only Nightcrawler. Now, yep. you take that out to be like, hey, we got the black guy working and doing everything, but, you know, <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm not saying that that's the real reason, but I'm not saying it's not. Um, but yeah, take effort to go find somebody new shit and stay in like here. Well, I mean, it's just I it, know. you know, I just kind of find it weird that uh, and whatever uh, 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 extraterrestrial wave like makes him out to the point where he needs to be on life support. I mean, that's yeah, pretty rough. You know, I mean, that's, he is one of the most powerful. Weird. Yeah, it's one of the most powerful people on the planet. And that just knocked him down like that. So, all right. Um, So, yeah. So, anyway, so it's just back to the Morlock tunnels, but you don't see Kitty all messed up like she was at the beginning of the book. You see her in a nice wedding dress. Um, Everybody around her, the church looks nice. Everybody around them is nice and pretty, except for the three of the four horsemen. Um, And even they look a little bit cleaned up. Kind of Callisto looks like a like Scott Bale uh, with patch. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I want yeah. Callisto in charge of me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you tell she barely qualifies as a female, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a whole other podcast. And um, yeah. so, and they're all waiting in this scene, like it's you know the Prince Charming is coming to get his princess. Um, and when she finally looks up the the masquerade or whoever's doing this illusion, the power fades off, and she looks at Caliban. Look at Caliban, y'all. Seriously. Man, that hat does not do him any justice either. It makes him already <laughs> bold, light bulb head even bigger. Uh, that panel just makes it look even worse. <laughs> I mean, it's just terrible, man. I'm it's sorry. bad, there's, man. It's terrible. Nothing yeah. that I mean, honestly. And again, he's going to be portrayed in two different movies now. He was in X Men uh, Apocalypse, and now he's going to be yeah. in the Logan movie as well. Now, of course, they're yeah. not going to make him like this, but it's still terrible. In that too. Yeah, he's in that yeah. too. They're pimping him out. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to push all your money back in your wallet, sir. Um, <laughs> and then, and then I actually you know, like Caliban. I mean, I thought Caliban in Apocalypse was a good nod to an otherwise worthless character. I mean, obviously, all he did was move the story along, but I, you know, they they captured that creepy look, and yeah, he was like Caliban. Caliban, they want Caliban. You know, so yeah. <laughs> Right. And you know, and you spin it forward from here twenty five years where he actually winds Caliban winds up becoming a uh one of the horsemen. four horsemen of a pocket. Yes, right. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was yeah. still worthless. Yeah, and he was still yeah. worthless, yeah. We just gonna make him big. Right. Was like, I've pumped yeah. you full of all the power I have and you still suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's effectively it. 
that's basically it. That, and that's his power is like his mutant. And like, what's Caliban's mutant power? He senses emotions. He is that? He, yeah. I think yeah, it's related. Like he can to find that, other like mutants either. or something. Yeah. I think he can like sense emotions or or gain strength from people's fear or some shit like that. Yeah, oh, like when a, when Apocalypse gave him the power, he yeah he was like a a really powerful empath, and besides being um like just big and and uh, strong, I guess, and it, it was a really you talking about nebulous, <laughs> yeah, yeah that that dude is like yeah yeah I don't know give him this we ain't no we don't know do it yeah. I really think that 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 somebody at Marvel was like you know what we got all these dudes here and ladies in this tunnel let's just kill all of them because they're worthless. <laughs> And I'm just thinking right now, it's like, yeah, they are. I mean, there was really no point for having all these people, especially at this, like, oh, there's, like, hundreds of Morlocks, and none of them are worth anything. Um, so uh, when the, the the charade wears off, um, Kitty gets scared, and she runs, and she can't ha- she doesn't have her powers for some reason, and so they're trying to capture her. Um, and then Callisto lays down basically what happened. You said you was coming back. You promised him you was coming back. Uh, the check is due. You're here. Um, so, nanny, nanny, boo-boo. One of us. One of us. <laughs> I mean, that's basically it. I mean, and she doesn't, you know, and Kitty can't really remember that she did that. It was like, what? And, again, this harkens back to the time when Storm did, like, become leader of the Morlocks, where she stabbed Callisto through the heart in their little battle. And in that time, Kitty had been sick because I guess plague had touched her and she was sick and she was trying to do anything to get back. And she told Caliban that she was going to, you know, stay with him because Caliban was so in love with her. Um, Caliban got bad taste too. There's some classic <laughs> Kitty face up there in the top right too. When she's yeah, all there. like, I'm not the yeah. one you're telling me. I'm not out of. Yeah, there is. Yeah. 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 What's up with the Marvel people or Chris Claremont trying to marry off this fourteen-year-old? How old is Caliban? A thousand? Jesus, <laughs> who knows? Does it really matter? He looks—he looks eight the hell up anyway. So yeah, he ain't—he—he's not within the legal age of marrying a fourteen-year-old. Well, I guarantee at, you that. At least she hasn't developed to Riri Williams type proportions at the age of fourteen. <laughs> at least, at least <laughs> <five pictures. laughs> They have hypersexualized her in here, this outfit. But, yeah. 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 We won't do that to the Jews. Um, <laughs> oh, <God. Ow. laughs> I big I wasn't getting on tonight. Wow. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, that wasn't him. much worthy, yeah. Yes. Uh, so basically, yes, you're staying here. You said you'd stay with him forever. Well, didn't you promise that? Yes. Well, all right then. <laughs> Conversation what? over. And I love it that she's like, we don't want y'all living in sin, so we're going to make y'all get <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know he's a thousand and you're 14, but we can't have y'all living in sin. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, uh, that don't sound right either. Um, but Kitty, recognizing that she might be in a little bit of trouble here after she tries to run off, um, or before she runs off, re- remembers like what happened to Colossus. Well, because they were out on a date when that actually happened, when he got frozen and whatnot. And right. so um, she says, okay, hey, you know, she remembers, can we get the healer to heal him? And Calista's like, that's fine. We can do that. But once we're done with that, you need to come back. Huh? Yeah, you need to come back. <laughs> so she tries to run off through the tunnel. She gets caught by Leech, 
who's been sucking her powers anyway, even though she already sucked, and brings her back to the tunnels. Um, now, Leech shows up in a couple of movies too, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, or am I thinking he's one of the X3. main characters in X3, right? Yeah, he's yeah. in X3. Okay. He, yeah. yeah, it's his it's his uh, mutant uh, power that they're basically uh, they basically basically weaponized to uh, uh, have a cure for mutants, and you know, mm-hmm. and Magneto um, and his boys are trying to kill him off. Basically. Okay, yeah. One of the main plots of that terrible movie. Terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so they bring him back or at least brings her back, and then we get that scene that we were just talking about where Mask tries to turn the face into Kitty, and he goes through all of these different faces to try to give her because it's like, okay, you're going to be here, and your pretty face is going to upset everybody, so we need to make you ugly. <laughs> like, and how, would, how does Caliban sign on for that? He wants pretty Kitty, and you're going to turn him into looking like Callisto? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't seem to give a fuck about it, other than just trying to hit, hurt the X Men and Storm. Though I mean, that's literally the only thing. And Cal- only and, saying. and Caliban. I mean, Callisto's really like you know, yeah. To see his heart get twisted and turned like that is really you know, like she was up you know okay with that. And I'm not sure why Calib Callisto hates Caliban so much, or she wants to hurt him so bad. She's um, mad at the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they seen, had they seen Mohawk Storm at this point for him to make no. her face? No, they, <laughs> well, maybe they had been, you know, tracking them, you know, to put oh, their, yeah. their plan yeah, in maybe, there. So, maybe. Yeah. you know, they do hang out in the tunnels and they're, you know, very hard to see. Plus, they like pizza. Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong people. It's <laughs> the wrong mutants. <laughs> You're broken <bringing up. laughs> Those are the wrong mutants. All right, so yeah. Anywho, it goes all the way back through, and then we finally get the X Men that show up in the tunnels, uh, right finally. before, right at the moment of speak now or forever hold your Morlock peace. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and then they finally show up, and you know we're thinking we're going to get this huge battle, but we really don't. Um, and then now Wolverine missed this battle, correct? He wasn't in the, the original, this is yeah. the first time in the tunnels, right? This is like almost a completely different team. Because he was in Japan at the time. Mm-hmm. Rogue wasn't and, there. And they, were, and they were all like complaining that he wasn't there. It was Nightcrawler and Colossus and Storm. And Storm was freaking out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Rogue, wasn't yeah. Yeah. Rogue wasn't on the team. You kind of notice, too, that they don't really give uh, Rogue a lot of dialogue, at least not in this issue. She gets a little bit more in the next issue. Yeah. But, yeah, right. it's just, you know, she's just there, like a tag-along. Um, mm. But, yeah, it, it's just a little battle, and uh, Leech takes over the, some of the X-Men's powers. Now, we do get this one scene here that, you know, again, gets <laughs> retconned later on. The questionable um, origin of Wolverine's claws. Yeah, the questionable origin of Wolverine's <laughs> claws. He's like, there's no power, you know, there's no mutant power associated with this. Now, I, oh? this harkens, yeah, <laughs> this harkens <laughs> back to um, the X-Men, the animated series, which oh. came after he had had his the Animanium taken out, where they're on the Savage Land, and he pops his claws, and he goes, ah! I uh, believe it. Meaning that as they tried to explain this story with the bone claws that, you know, every time that he popped them through his healing power, 
his healing factor healed it so quickly that he never felt it coming down. Yep. Like, oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, well, there's a, yeah. like in the in the late 200s, there's a story when Genosha with Wolverine and Storm, or Wolverine and Rogue, who seem to end up in a lot of stories together. But, mm-hmm. and they lose their powers on Genosha, and right. they run through that like how he's, not only do the, does him popping his claws like hurt him, but he's like starting to suffer the cumulative effects of like being old and all these things. Right. So it's at least at that point where they start to acknowledge like, yeah, it's at least, you know, he, he, it does hurt him. And I think it's not until like he gets his adamantine out and then he manifests his bone claws as like, no, those aren't mechanical. They're not, they're not something else. It's actually part of it. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. just kind of weird reading it now. And I was like, yeah, somebody's going to take this and go their liberties away with it. Um, well, do you remember fine. Do you remember that, like, that like Marvel Encyclopedia back in the day? It was, like, 12 mm-hmm. issues, and it had, like, everything. Oh, yeah. Just, like, one-page entries. They had one that mm-hmm. was, like, on equipment. And I remember there was, like, a page on, like, Wolverine's claws. And it was just, like, mm-hmm. a, it was, like, you could go get Wolverine's claws if you wanted and wear them around. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Hmm. And again, you know, over time you got to tell the stories that to make more to make more sense. But like, yeah, this was a big nod for anybody that's read an old comic book. And when you think about the new ones, it's like, wait a second, that was not always the case. Um, but Kitty, Kitty's able to stop everything from happening. And again, the the overall story here is to save Peter because she loves Peter so much, and uh, we have to save Colossus. So they go out to the Morlock Tunnel, or excuse me, up to the mansion, and the plan is for Rogue to steal. This this is because comics too. Like, all right, oh, Rogue, yeah, yeah. we're gonna steal Colossus's powers. Oh, well, wait, you skipped a step. <laughs> what well, you're getting there, but yeah. suddenly there's a Morlock healer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yes. And <laughs> but no, no, no. But it's not suddenly though, because and, I mean they they call back to it, and it was in that issue. Well, they they, they they I don't know that they showed him, but they did allude to him after Storm stabbed Callisto in the heart. Oh, it, it, yeah. it was alluded right. to. Right. I don't think we okay. saw him, but this is yeah. If no, you they didn't show it, him, but yeah. Yeah, this is the reason they didn't show him. Not a good character yeah. design. Yeah, probably them socks. Um, well, that's standard Morlock issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that rap is like yeah, they get yeah, head in on you doing the Morlock. Those are Morlock yeah. Nikes. Yeah, Beach is sporting them also. <laughs> Looking like oh, a broken Morlock. Did you get them new Morlocks? Yeah. Oh, did you get them new Morlocks? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Callisto editions. Yeah. She's too good for the Morlock Morlock sheet. That's right. She got her own heels. Uh, So the the story or the plan is for Rogue to take Colossus's powers, even though he's (laughs) Which his powers being stone turned to stone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is because comics to the... mm. To take Colossus's powers while he's a rock which makes no sense because his powers aren't being a rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Steel. So wouldn't that not kill him automatically? Right <laughs> yeah, I mean, how? what power is she taking? Yeah, uh, the rock. rock. She, like, absorbing I mean, the rock. Yeah, she turned into the absorbing man, and basically. Uh, so she's going to take 
his powers, the rock, and said. then as he reverts to his human form, the healer is going to come and heal all of his wounds before he bleeds out. Yep. Yep. That looks like the plan. Yep. <laughs> if you can call that's it. Um, yep. So that's what they do, and it works shockingly. And um, <laughs> Storm finally gives uh, Rogue her respect on the team. Like, oh God, it's this poor child. Whatever her past, she has earned her place with us. I'm like, is that easy? Hi. I know, she right? She already saved Mariko. Yeah, she already did. Almost died yeah, right. doing that. Now that so, you've almost died three times, well, I guess yeah. you're okay. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> okay, you saved one of the white ones this time. You're saving those Japanese <laughs> folks. That don't count. <laughs> no international saves. But you know what? Uh, domestic saves. Those all work. Yeah, this is true. So, uh, he, Peter is saved and healed uh, magically. Um, and again, we get back to shift back to, I mean, basically, to wrap this issue up, Kitty yeah. goes back to the tunnel. More like uh, Cowman, <laughs> like, you don't want to stay? Then step. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Not really. He, he was bad. He was uh, oh, somewhat. What, it would have been yeah. better if that's how it did. Fuck you, Sam. Actually, uh, Caliban takes the simpiest of all simp moves. <laughs> well, will you come back when you want to come back? <laughs> hey, she ain't coming back, fool. Like the little non-hug hug she gives him, like she's like not trying to get too close to him. Yeah, that's but, not you know, even a like, friend zone hug, man. Yeah, yeah, that's like yeah. Yeah, the motherfucker get back hug, you know. Yeah. It's not even, it ain't even yeah. a hug. She's like, I'm, that's like, the I gotta go take a shower immediately hug. <laughs> yeah, that's what got played, boy. It's yeah, awful yeah. too. It's like, does Caliban? Does Kitty love Caliban? No, no, Hell no. <laughs> It wasn't even a damn question. Yeah, it was, I'm like, yeah. oh, Caliban, you got your hand on her shoulder. Just shake her ass out right now. Just, <laughs> give her that damn. shaking baby syndrome, man, and just leave her there. But he doesn't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> he must have absorbed some of Colossus's powers as well. I just found his like I just found his white girl laying on the ground. Man. I don't know what happened. <laughs> what me? There's got to be a black a black Morlock. He can yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> it was him. Ass mask. I have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it is bad, and you know that that's how the issue ends. Caliban gets a, he gives a sort of a pimp walk off, but not really. And it's only a pimp walk because he got a purple suit on. But I mean, that's basically it. I mean, and it's just again we're being nerds and we're kind of ripping it a little bit. It, but it is not a great issue um, no, of X-Men. No. It, the story is kind of weird. It, it's too Kitty-centric for everybody who's not a Kitty Pride fan, which are none of us. So it's mm-hmm. just kind of funny um, to, how to end it. But then they don't they double down on it here in issue 180. Um, hold on, I got my app is acting up. Issue 180. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna jump ahead. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. We're gonna run Xavier here for a lot. Um, so yeah. We're gonna skip that part. Just to be no. Oh, 
<laughs> no, we're not going to skip it. Um, I'm saying that uh, does anybody, because they're going to introduce Doug Ramsey here. And right. um, now, does anybody remember reading those issues of the New Mutants after they split off here? Kitty, again, does not make it to Secret Wars. So she's going to mm-hmm. be stuck. Um, and we'll get to the, the plot point in the book here. But does anybody, do y'all remember ever reading those? I was not a New Mutant person at all, like at all. I did not no. mess with that book at all. So I read Brett some Beavis of them was, when, when um, Magma was being introduced, some of the early ones and, and when Magma, the, but that's only like the teens. And he was around, he was prominent by the time they got to the Fall of the Mutant storyline because that's where he gets killed, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, um, right. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't read any of those books at all. I didn't read any of the books at all, and so yeah. I don't know what happened. On I mean, obviously nobody died, but um, it, I didn't I never read those books, so I don't know how that story wound up turning itself out. Um, all right, so who with Doug? Yeah. Oh, the story with him. Yeah, oh, well, I don't yeah, know how Ramsey's life turned out. Yeah, yeah, right. He probably went there, and they're like, uh, "So, what's your power? I can talk." No, seriously, what's your power? <laughs> yeah. I can talk to yeah. anything. If yeah, there's a ass robot that comes down from space, I can talk to it. They're like, get the yeah. fuck out of here. I think that's how <laughs> the story went. You gotta get a uniform for that shit. Yeah, go back to the Xavier yeah. Academy, man. You ain't good enough for us. <laughs> Don't talk in Westchester. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so issue 180 is whose life is it anyway? Now, Xavier gets the cosplay as Big Hutch still. Um, <laughs> his, his mad basketball skills. Okay, first off, I'm not a basketball player or coach. Um, his grip of the basketball there, not great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not real no great chance to make a shot there. Um, his yeah. shorts are way too short. Oh um, God. And the That's X stylish on the, on it though. the X well, and the X on the hip is just mm-hmm. completely misplaced. Yeah, that's yeah. Just weird. Yeah, it's just awesome. Oh, <laughs> oh that's my anyway. So, <laughs> giving me the business here. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no comment. All right. So, and so yeah, he he did make the shot, and Xavier is the funny thing is is that they nearly never give us the. I can walk, you know, or our Frankenstein moment where it's alive, it's alive with his legs. Because in the last right. episode issue, he's in the chair. Yeah, yeah pretty you much. Know, this issue just opens up and he's walking. Like, all right, mm-hmm. okay. Like, I got my legs back. And you know what? The first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to go, you know, shoot some hoop. All right. My Xavier's black. So, um, <laughs> so he runs down to the gym at the at the house and he goes and he's, you know, so excited to be using his legs. He's crossing people up and, you know, step back jumpers and all this stuff. Now, here's another thing that you know this was written by somebody who doesn't play basketball. Like, he's, you know, he's doing this thing where you count down the clock and you're going to hit the game-winning shot or whatever. Like, he takes a a three-pointer as a sky hook. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. Doesn't really work like that, you know. Whatever. Three pointer for a skyhook, yeah. Yeah, but that's okay. Ain't that how a white man can't jump? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's, the funny thing is, he's so happy. Like the looks on his face from here. Yeah. Like Lalandra yeah. never made him this happy. No. So. <laughs> 
mean, he is Mind, so mind raping Spider Man doesn't make him this happy. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Cock blocking <laughs> doesn't make him this happy. So, yeah, no kidding. He does that all the time. Well, well, yeah, but I don't know what the joy that he's getting out of it as much as he's getting out of this basketball. Getting pictures of Cyclops after Cyclops hooked up doesn't make him this happy. No, that doesn't make him happy. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm still creeped out by that, by the way. Yeah, that, that was yeah. about that. I was like, yeah, creepy. Man. Oh, yeah. If you need a good laugh, please go back yeah. and listen to last. Yeah, the last week was, was priceless. Oh, that, was, that was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, my God. My head was hurting for a week. All right. So <laughs> the game is interrupted not by Matumbo blocking his shot, but by another psionic wave that is extraterrestrial. Uh, that knocks him down. This one is worse than he, – he says this one's worse than the other ones. I'm like, but the last one you wound up in the freaking uh, life yeah. support pod, man. Yeah. Man, <laughs> now he's like, ah, ah, okay, I'm good. Now, maybe the headband <laughs> saved him. And extraterrestrial waves. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, but it's just weird. Uh, he's able to, you know, kind of walk that one off and take a, a, a lap. Uh, but the, he is interrupted by Storm, who comes in, and uh, I was like, nigga, you all right? <laughs> <laughs> if you think you can play basketball, you must be crazy. You must mm-hmm. be crazy. And like, look, I know you can walk and all, but don't be trying to think you're going to be, you know, I don't know, Michael Jordan or something here, fool, because that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. Damn. And plus, he's... Yeah, plus it was probably like, nigga, what's up with them shorts? You know, and yeah, was, you know, that, that would have done it for yeah, me. Yeah, like, I can hook you up with some Morlock 12s if you need them. <laughs> Get that stylish. I run that too. place, so, you know. Shit, nigga, what you I missing is a vest. You need to put a vest on. <laughs> put your ensemble. Um, but basically, uh, she's just saying to him, we're just going to turn to, you know, he had this conversation about did he play sports or whatever, but, you know, he, oh, I used to read their minds. It wasn't any fun anymore, blah, 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 blah. But then it also gets into this, you know, are you okay, Storm? Because this is really his first interaction with her since she became punk rock Storm. And, mm-hmm. you know, Kitty, her first answer is like, well, Kitty thinks I'm all, you know, messed up, which was it, for me, it's just too much. Like, cause this is a grown woman. Why are you worried about what this fourteen-year-old thinks about you? Like, it's just, it's just too right. much. Um, but two, on top of that, as she's going on and on and on, as women sometimes tend to do, like his mind starts <laughs> to wander. <laughs> he's, he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I told you that bitch is crazy. I told you that bitch is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she starts to drone. On a little bit, just a little bit. Like I said, I mean, I ain't saying I am Xavier in this situation, but I'm not saying I'm not Xavier in this situation, right? Mm-hmm. Word. Hey, yeah. Word. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'm the real black yeah. That's all I'm saying, man. So as my mirror's mind starts to wander, it wanders into a very creepy place, which is what one of the tags I put on. Now, he's looking at her, and it's just like, you know, hmm, it's extraordinary. I never thought of Storm as a woman. Oh, God. <laughs> She's always seen beyond such things. You're looking at her now. Oh, I suddenly find myself all too aware of how female and attractive she is. 
So Xavier is turning into a, a creeper here. Xavier wants the brown sugar. Uh, I don't think he's turning into one. I think he's been one for a long time, pretty much. But, he, but it is like he's he this it it. I mean, and this is completely out of nowhere. As I'm reading this, I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing here? It's like we all just assumed he was thinking it, but you don't have to put it in the book. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's a weird, like, kind of, you know, because there's that there's that teacher student dynamic there, and you know, uh-huh. Xavier's age is very nebulous too, so you don't really know how much older he is than the rest of these people. You know, I mean, he he did something in, I think, it was uh, in Vietnam or whatever, Korean War, like, is that uh-huh. where he met Korea when he met Xavier or, or Magneto or something. So I yeah. mean, I'm, let's say he was fresh out of college when that happened. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just weird. Like you, you, you get the assumption that he's much older than her, and he's known her since she was younger, and kind of brought her up. And now he's looking at her like, you know, hey girl, you're looking kind of good. <laughs> you know, um, how about I got these legs? And, yeah, right. <laughs> and I got these legs and start walking. It's like so to this bedroom and. It's just kind of weird. It's like I was like, man, that's kind of creepy. And then if you spin it forward again, twenty five years before he goes to onslaught, you know, right. you see some of his creepy thoughts about him that he had about Jean Grey. That and I know Sandman posted it on the Facebook page about like he was always in love with her, mm-hmm. and it was just like you are a creeper, man. You the teacher, yeah. <laughs> praying on your students, man. And they count books. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's bad. That's just bad. He's going to wind up yeah. like, yeah, that's bad, Xavier. Like, I, I didn't, I mean, he's, he, we've run him for a lot of different things, but this is, like, creepy. And I don't understand where that came from. Like, this whole conversation with Storm, we could have lost that whole panel. Like, they didn't need to be there at all because there's no follow-through with it. Not that I can ever remember, because I think I would have remembered when I read this as an adult. Like, yeah, you know what? So, I'm, you know, well, you know, let's go get a, some it's Margarita Thursday. You know, let's go get some margaritas over in the Westchester Inn. You know what I mean? Like, there's no payoff for this. It's just a creepy thrown-out line. And I, I didn't I didn't understand. Ahead, it is so throwaway, it's weird. I mean, yeah. they, you could go yeah. back. Like, there was a stretch where everybody from Dr. Doom to Dracula was trying to push up on Storm. Yeah. So I mean they yeah, right. That's clearly been a narrative, but this is just so off the wall and pointless. Yeah. It's like, yeah, probably should have got edited out. Yeah, it's like somebody snuck it by the editor or whatever, or maybe a future storyline that related to it was you know, somebody was like, Hell no, we're not doing that. But that <laughs> line is just I mean, that that needs to be Star Wars special edition X'd out, man. Greedo shot first something because it shouldn't <laughs> yeah, be right. in there. It's just bad. And like I said, when it did come out the thing with Onslaught too, it was just like y'all made him into a really, really creep, creep, creepy, creepy dude, man. And I, I, I never looked at him as like creepy. He's just a dick. There's a difference, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And now right. he's a creepy dick. This is awful. Um. So yeah. So anyway, there's nothing wrong with Storm. She hasn't lost her mind or anything like that. And then they get a chance to have him rub up on her head too. Uh, and FYI, um, uh, don't get too close to her hair, man, because black ladies don't like you doing that shit. Yeah. Even if you ask. Yeah, you're going to be up for a real idea. fight then. Yeah. Yes, that's not a good idea. 
Okay, just so you know, for anybody that's listening to this, and you're like, you know, I wanted to see. It. Can I touch your hair? No, no, don't ask. It's a bad <laughs> brothers <laughs> comics PSA. Yeah, it's a brothers comics PSA. Remember, don't, ever ask. don't touch black woman's hair. <laughs> even if you think it's okay, don't. Don't even ask for permission to do it either. It's not okay. All right, thank you. Um, the more you know. Um, anyway, so yeah, it's it's just um, yeah, and so that's the, like the kind of end of that story. But basically, Storm is still upset that essentially Kitty doesn't accept her. Then I mean, that's essentially the whole thing. Is that she's upset that Kitty's mad that that does, yep. she doesn't like how, the person that she's turned into. Then we get into this Doug Ramsey scene that I was talking about. They're in a mall. He plays computers. They can speak to computer games. I did have a sense of the guy that kicks them out of the uh, the video game, the arcade, mm-hmm. uh, Google it mm-hmm. Um They kicked them out of the arcade. Is That uh, that was reminding me of the dude at the bookie parlor. Yeah, yeah I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. We couldn't oh, even man. go in there Hell, <laughs> at a certain time, yeah. Well, some of us couldn't. Yeah. Some um, of us, yeah. <laughs> I want to get into it. Do, do, do. Uh, yeah, so there's a whole Doug Ramsey story. Now, Doug Ramsey doesn't know that he's a mutant and yeah, um, yeah. neither does Kitty at the time. And then I kind of equated Xavier out him as the out him as if he was gay. You know, it was like, yeah, he gay. Mm-hmm. Huh? Like, I didn't know that. What? You know? <laughs> like, no, he's a mutant. Like, it was just kind of weird. Like, I didn't think that Xavier maybe should have expressed that to everybody because maybe that wasn't something that everybody needed to know. Especially since I don't think he even knew it at the time. No, he doesn't mm-hmm. say it to him, but he goes and tells everybody else. The other transition scene here is Colossus, and we're going to make fun of him a little bit, too, and the Russians. So if y'all are listening, uh, maybe want to tune out now. Uh, Colossus is healing from his from the healer. You know, for whatever reason, he healed his body, but somehow his arm was still broke. So I He has, know. like, a <laughs> psychosomatic response where he still has pain in his arm, even though it's still good. There's a lot of that Just going later. around the Xavier Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> 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 My body's fine, but my brain is telling me it's pain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, man. Nigga, nigga, I was looking for, I was like, did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did it tell me that in there? I have read this book it's, three it's times. It's a testament to the ridiculousness of these stories that you can literally make up any explanation. <laughs> I can see that with you. Yeah. Even though his arm That could really happen. Yeah, even though his arm wasn't broken, he kind of thought it was. So we're going to put him in a sling. Yeah. And mind you, he's in like a, a paper sling, and apparently all of his stuff is made of unstable molecules. Um, so <laughs> his his sling is made of Morlock shoes, I think. <laughs> yes, it is. So as he begins to cut down the tree, uh, but he's in his human form. Um, and, you know, Wolverine is there drinking a brewski. Uh, he's very impressed by his uh, ability to cut down the tree with an axe in his human form. And um, it basically, Costas is going to make this complaint now. Even though we haven't seen it, I guess Kitty's been away 
hanging out with Doug Ramsey, yeah. somebody that's her age, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, somebody that's not like older, not Russian, and obviously doesn't have a, a psychosomatic injury to his arm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was gonna fuck with you, but you be tripping about your fake arm injury. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so Colossus goes to and he starts to complain to Wolverine about what has happened, like with Kitty. And now this is a great setup for literally a great setup for what he winds up doing because yeah. I didn't remember this. It's yeah. a great setup for what he winds up doing on Battle Planet with Zombie. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. awesome. Like like now it makes all the sense in the world and mm-hmm. I'm good with yeah, it. Yeah, but Wolverine never took Kitty to the bar and let Juggernaut kick her ass. <laughs> <laughs> he took what you did to Cyclops was awesome. <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> take you somewhere and let somebody beat on you a little bit because I think that's just the right thing to do. But basically, Colossus makes a line in there, too, that's inappropriate. You know, hey, if it was in my country, we'd already be married by now. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you didn't need to add that. Yeah. You shouldn't have did that, dude. That was a bad line. Uh, you shouldn't have did that, Colossus. Uh, and, you know, and he's basically also like, well, you know, it's you know it's not going to work out. He you know he's basically saying he didn't think it was going to work out either. And Brother Beavis Ash told us that you know uh, one of the editors at Marvel was like this in, this relationship between Kitty and Colossus has to end because of the the creepy age difference and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, it, it's and just it's just too creepy. Yeah, yeah. He's a grown. So apparently man. Claremont was yeah. like, "Well, if you're going like, to make me take Colossus out, I'm about to make Xavier a freak." <laughs> I'm gonna have my revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna get it in. I'm gonna be out there. I'm gonna be telling uncomfortable stories one way or the other. <laughs> gonna deal with this one way or the other. Yeah, I think Chris Claremont was trying to tell us something. <laughs> I think so. I just yeah. to get the story out there. Yeah, show us, show us on the Magneto doll where he's touching Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Colossus' eyes twice if you're in trouble. <laughs> so, but yeah. But basically, Colossus is upset. With, he's jealous. He's jealous of Doug Ramsey and the time that Kitty's spending with Doug Ramsey. And he takes it out on a tree. He pulls up the, the stump from the roots. You know, I mean, he's all one hand about yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so Colossus is or one Wolverine's hand. like, well, one hand, and if you, Wolverine's like, well, you know, sorry if that's how you feel, you know, you don't give it up, but whatever, man. But again, it does explain why he winds up going to Zazi when he gets up there. He's just lonely, um, and she fulfilled a lot of his needs. Um, the other last scene in here, and I'm not getting, we're not even going to talk about much about Kitty and Storm's little freaking conversation. The other scene here is in the botanical gardens. I guess when she cleaned out all of her her attic, when she took out all the plants that were in the attic at the mansion, I guess she donated them to the botanical gardens in the Bronx or whatever. And she goes to visit her plants there. There's a, an attempted oh, okay. uh, robbery mugging or something inside the... Uh, the funny thing is, I, I, I looked it up. Um, the Bronx Botanical Garden doesn't exist. But there is a botanical garden in New York, uh, in the metropolitan New York City area. Um, it ain't free to get into. 
So <laughs> that means these muggers paid money to go mug somebody. <laughs> I, I would bet that your research department is more more is better funded than the Marvel research. <laughs> yeah. They were counting on people not doing their research yeah. like you did, yeah. their producer. Yeah. I think. Well, there I mean, wasn't I an internet when this came. Yeah, out. <laughs> that's that's a very good point right there. Yeah, yeah but like, hey, hold up, that shit. Yeah. man, shit, to rob these motherfuckers when they walk out the door. But fuck that, man. I like tulips and shit. So I'm gonna go look at the tulips. We're gonna go look at wait around. Well, I guess we could go look at the flowers. <laughs> yeah, it costs exactly. money, man. Uh, yeah, but we're gonna make some money too, right? <laughs> hey man, shoot! Hey man, those freaking chrysanthemums or whatever is in bloom, son. You gotta come see them. No, oh, yeah, it, it, it's just it's just kind of funny, but yeah, storm ain't having it, and it's really weird too because there's like three or four muggers, and yeah. they rob like freaking Betsy Ross and freaking George Washington. And they're like, yeah, Betsy Ross, you're going to have to give up the pussy, too. <laughs> and Claremont's like, all right, we can break up Colossus, but there's going to be repercussions. Yeah. There might be some old women getting raped in the story. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> the line is like, she's like, I'll give you the money. He's like, not good enough. You want to yeah, save your man, you got to make us real happy. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is gross. Uh, Storm ain't having it. Storm ain't having it. uh, And she kicks everybody's ass. Um, I wonder now, is this foreshadowing for, look, she's more than just her powers because Mm -hmm. you're going to be stuck with her without her powers for a long time. Yeah. A very long time. Yeah, Um, it was a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she kicks all their tail feathers. And it's not even close. And then, then she does, um, like, kind of scare him with her lightning powers or whatever. But then the funny thing is, too, George Washington and Betsy Ross is scared of her, too. Like, yeah, mm, thank you. But, no. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're kind of scared yeah. of her, too. Could be because of a mutant, because she's black, because she's a black mutant, either way or however you slice it. They weren't exactly thrilled with whatever happened. Um, mm-hmm. she gets summoned back to the mansion and Kitty again, th- this is, it's so funny, man. Th- they allow Kitty to come up with these freaking Scooby-Doo plot plans and everybody's like, <laughs> all right, sounds good. I mean, it's, oh God. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It's they do that a lot. deviated one centimeter from something that Xavier put out there. He got all kinds of demerits. <laughs> Kitty's like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna got this plan. You know, we're gonna take this dude that don't have no powers, and I'm gonna go with him, and we're gonna fly on a plane and get stuck in this place with all these people. But you know, it'd be cool or whatever. You know, I'm, all right. You know what? Sounds sounds good. Sounds good. All right, we're gonna send the 14 year old off by herself into a completely dangerous situation with no help and backup and support. Got it. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so ridiculous. I mean, even nobody even like batters it or whatever. I mean, Storm doesn't even. They're like, yeah, well, you know, sounds good. With reservations, I approve. So, Storm, uh, are you okay to send Kitty in danger? Yeah, I've had just about enough of her. Let's go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, she has it because they have uh, to have this long conversation. I could barely get through this. Too long. She's like, since I'm sending you off to die, I feel like we should talk first. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bitch, yeah, is validate bad. me. 
validate me. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it yeah. is, which is like yeah. it's and uncomfortable in that sense too, where you have an adult seeking the validation of a fourteen-year-old. But that's basically what we have. And they go through this long conversation about essentially Storm saying this really isn't about you. It's about me and then Kitty being a 14-year-old and it's not precocious. It's obnoxious about, well, I would like you the way you were, Nugle. Why well, I don't want you to change. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and this back and forth and back and forth and Claremont doing his best freaking Greg Berlanti here. And it's like three thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pages upon pages, and then you get your crying moment, where it's like, okay, fine, that's right, we're good. And then it's just to the plane where Kitty's Scooby Doo plan goes into order, and then we find (laughs) we see the return of the White Queen. Um, and it's like, Mm -hmm. oh no, and then help me, but now you want help? Fuck you. And (laughs) um. And then the the final pages is then the X Men going into Central Park and going into the construct that the Beyonder put in Central Park and then off to Secret Wars, and then that's at the end of those two issues. I mean that's basically it. Again, these are not two great issues in the run. I was like, we could probably have skipped them and went straight to 181, which isn't a great issue either. So um, no, it's not. But <laughs> it's also it would have been kind of a little bit weird based on. Um, I, I kind of thought it would be a little bit weird based on where it's gonna where we where we stopped last and then jumping all the way because even the issues that come after this are really kind of like these standalone issues. There's like a rogue standalone issue. There's the dragon one in Japan. There's you know yeah. we get we'll probably move forward a little bit to get into like kind of a juicy story as we get up to two hundred. But overall, <laughs> brother Beers, what do you think of these two issues? Yeah, it's, I mean, there's. The establishing the Morlocks as, as a significant story is, is, I guess, is important. It's important continuation of that story. And, and the Morlocks are going to give us sort of the birth of the modern-day crossover here with the, the mutant massacre. So, I mean, it's not irrelevant. Um, this one was, I think, pretty clearly a transition. And it's good that they, like, sort of, you know, closed up these issues of like the kitty storm thing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, like the degree that, that they run in parallel with the new mutants, and this was sort of a like a portfolio of stories at the time. You know, because they don't do that as much these days. Um, so you know, it's it's to me, it's pretty clearly filler. But at the same time, they're they're moving at least moving some of the minor storylines along and closing them. Right. Same man. Thirty year later, read. Yeah, yeah, and I tell you what, boy, it, it, exposition just to have exposition. I mean, it, it was kind of tough to get through again, bro. There was a couple times I was like, yeah, you know what, I'll just skip ahead a couple yeah. just to get through this. I know, I ultimately know what happens. I mean, kind of like Beavis said, it's like, you know, it's good. They put down, you know, tracks for a, a background story with the Morlocks and development with the thing between Kitty and Storm, and they mercifully brought that shit to an end finally and uh, I'm sure we're all happy about that mm-hmm. and um, you know it, it, every now and then you have to have a, you know an issue like this as long as they have two in a row I don't know about all that but yeah, um, yeah you, I mean you just have to tell a story sometimes I recognize that well not a lot on action and then obviously this goes straight into uh, Secret Wars so I guess they felt yeah. they had the you know, carte blanche to build it up before all that occurred you know, so it's like when you're writing software and you do millions and millions of operations and each of these operations have 
a little bit left over, and that leftover builds up in the system. Well, what do you think happens in that system? Well, yeah, eventually, lower systems that. Yeah. Oh, it's just. I mean, it's just all and all. <laughs> that, was, that was my best architect impression there. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For um, the Matrix fans who couldn't be here, couldn't be here. Another with us, right? Yeah. No, another too hard to get. Well, yeah. well, don't 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 really get him. Uh, Started too much Started past on the that, first yeah. Matrix. Well, not past the first one because he's not a fan. To Morpheus' speech, anyway. Um, so yeah, so that in that part, this portion of the podcast, and then we'll transition to a little bit of X news. Um, there's two stories that were floating around this week, uh, both of them movie-related news. Um, the comics are still stuck in the X-Men versus Inhumans thing. I read the most recent issue the other night. Um, this. It is what it is, man. It's fucking yeah. Is there anything basically. good about it? Yeah. No, nothing. no, yeah, nothing. There's nothing good no. about it, and you certainly know that nothing of significance is going to happen with it. So it's no. just, yeah, I mean, that it is really the reason what um, these little uh, uh, the, the online reading is for is exactly what mm-hmm. that is. Because if I had gone in there and spent that kind of money, I'd have been really upset. So, yeah, no um, but in movie news, there were two stories that popped out this week. Um, I don't know which one I want to deal with first, to be honest with you. We'll take them, I guess, in chronological order. The first one being is that there's supposed to be a new X-Men movie starting to film in the summer of 2017, which would be this year. Um, there's been rumors. There's been confirmations. there had been whatever's out there about they're going to do the Phoenix Saga or the Dark Phoenix Saga again. Uh, I think was it Sophie Turner who played Jean Grey in X-Men Apocalypse, also mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones fame, mm-hmm. uh, yep. kind of confirming that as well. And word came out that as Simon Kinberg? Yep. Yep. Simon Kinberg is going to, has written a few of the X-Men movies in the past, is actually going mm-hmm. to, I don't think it's going to write and direct, but he's going to be a first-time director um, yeah. for X-Men, whatever the hell they're going to call it. X-Men yeah. Phoenix Saga, X-Men Dark Phoenix, X-Men whatever. Um, right. So, yay, uh, but not <laughs> yay for me. So what are we thinking about another X-Men movie with that particular director? Uh, Sam, you brought it up to our uh, uh, yeah. attention, I believe. So go ahead. Right, right. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, first of all, as far as the director, this is the same person, and I wrote this on Facebook, the same person that wrote that bullshit fan four stick. He had a hand in X3. He had a hand mm. in, what's the other sucky one? Um, Electra. Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Lord. That one. Uh, oh. Oof. Take off Take off 10 more points. Um, <laughs> Less points for Gryffindor. <laughs> Wolverine, Wolverine Origins. I think he had a hand in that. But to be fair, he also had a hand in I think in Days of Future Past and mm. First Class. And I mean, he's over in he's Disney too. He's with something to do with the Star Wars um, series. And I mean, you know, dude is all over the place. So um, mm-hmm. he's been involved with the X Men, I believe, since the original movie uh, in some form one way or the other, in my opinion, you know, too much. Uh, it's just like Brian Singer, in my opinion. You know, he needs to kind of get the hell away from this series and um, mm-hmm. do something else. And having never directed, that's not a plus for me because I, I was watching shows today. They were kind of like, you know, they were trying to be positive, you know, trying to be excited. But it's like, yeah, yeah, we've never directed before. He's like, well, is that? 
really a good idea? I don't know. Mm. Why don't you like do a musical or something first or something? <laughs> <laughs> something before you're trying to you know set up for failure in the biggest uh, biggest stage possible. So I'm not a fan of it officially. I mean, I'm y'all. Anybody that listens to these podcasts know in general we're not fans of Fox and X Men stuff in the beginning no. anyway. And I damn sure ain't really excited about them screwing up the Phoenix saga again because uh, mm-hmm. they're not going to do it right. They're not going to do it right. They're going to try to push some other kind of plot into into the um, story with it. So it, it'll be unnecessary and it'll convolute an already heavy story because, I mean, this is a topic that could uh, do two two movies, maybe even three, if they did it right. So, you know, so, yeah, that's where I stand on it. I'm not impressed yet. Is and I think we've talked about this before. Is there a world where that this could be a good movie based on what happened with X Men Apocalypse? Like, right. I tried right. to watch that the other day, and it's mm-hmm. worse on the second watch than mm-hmm. it was on the first. <laughs> wow. And yeah. I'm like, mm, this isn't very good. And the characters that you established, air quotation marks. Uh, or quotation marks um, weren't really that great to begin with. So, Brother right. Beavis, moving moving forward with those characters into another movie that w- based off a movie that wasn't that successful, and then yeah. taking on a a canon story that is beloved by most and all is that yeah. such a great idea? Well, I think the I was thinking a lot about this because and it really I don't really reflect on the current implementation of the Dark Phoenix saga, but really they hit the plot points, right? Jean Grey sacrifices herself for the team. Uh, she's mysteriously resurrected in a, in a body of water with uncontrollable powers, is co-opted by one of their arch enemies, and at the culmination of a lopsided battle, which the X- <laughs> X-Men somehow come out on top of, she again sacrifices herself. So they hit the plot points. And so now the question becomes, and, and so I think the first part of that, where in, in the conclusion of X2, it works because Jean Grey is an important character to us. And we know that both Cyclops and Wolverine are fighting for her and the whole team is broken up. I think they, they never really established like the storm Jean relationship, but I think that's yeah. primarily Halle Berry's fault, but everyone cares <laughs> yeah. that Jean Grey just, died for all of them and it's important so they nailed the first part and they even and they just subtly allude to it which is even more powerful so mm-hmm. they did that great and then the rest of it plays out in just what is a terrible like patchwork of a movie made by executives and the third or fourth director to come in and just it's mm-hmm. just a piece of garbage mm-hmm. so yep. and 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 we we've got the sense that maybe that movie has been undone by days of future past but how do you go back to it and the and the real problem I think is uh, Sophie Turner's Jean Grey has not been cast as a beloved, long tenured member of the X Men who everyone cares about. She's actually yep. been cast as an outcast who her people are afraid of already. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't they, they don't have the good footing to start the story, and they haven't made her a significant enough character relative to Mystique, amongst others. That I that the that a Phoenix story to me can be compelling, and and I don't know why I don't know why they it's you know I don't know why they feel like they can go back and do it right, mm. and I think Days of Future Past it's not that they literally implemented the story, 
but it had enough trappings of it and it was respectful that it was a good story and it was exciting for fans because it was close enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, did, I just don't know what they hope to accomplish. It's not as if there are not other X-Men stories to be told. Yeah. Yeah. And, and why and it's the Batman problem about always defaulting to the damn Joker. Like, well, we got to tell a Joker story here, so we got to get to this Joker story. We have to, we have to, we have to. And I think the X-Men have fallen into that boat, too. It's like, we got to tell a Phoenix story because everybody wants to see a Phoenix story. Well, yes, but we also want to see a good one. And you already messed one up really bad that you set up perfectly, and then you totally shit the bed on it. Yeah, Yeah. you totally shit the bed with X3. And so now, from watching uh, Age of Apocalypse or whatever, Apocalypse, you're right. Like, that character is not beloved. You're going to give her, like, this Phoenix thing into the second movie? I mean, you really already gave her the Phoenix powers already. And now you're going to, I mean. Pretty much. I just, I mean, I don't understand the rush for it, but I'll I'll throw my cards on the table, too. Like, I don't really think we need another X-Men movie at this point. Like, I think they've done what they've done. I think they've. I, that movie to me, it was almost a game changer, bury a franchise type yep. movie. Like an X. I don't know how that. they screwed that up. Yeah, it's they, X, very well. X three. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. well X three no, they screwed up really bad. But X, no, X Men Apocalypse <laughs> is screwed up. Apocalypse? It's almost. Well, well I guess up. the way they screwed it up is that the strength of those first two stories was Magneto, and they completely neutered him right in right. the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Yeah. That was a sin. Mike Magneto doesn't work for anybody. He just he, he pursues his own agenda, and others might join him, but he doesn't work for Apocalypse. Well, or and anybody else. The, and this, you know, well, it's you know, he's emotionally upset. I'm like, well, and, just, and they just they gave him a family just to kill him, just to make him, yeah, you know, like, give him a reason to, well, to be mad I mean, again. But, they, but again, they followed. I mean, here again, they're close enough to the actual progress right so he's got the nazis up front and then he settles down to have family and that falls apart and that's the breaking point Mm -hmm. so his family wasn't quicksilver and scarlet witch Mm -hmm. but they still hit the major points i didn't have a problem that they that they put him back there but then he was just like i don't know he just stood around and was sad the whole time and he was just gullible he didn't Mm -hmm. you know he didn't come out of that determined to like be his own man and, and become magneto he was Apocalypse's bitch without even really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Straight up. Yep. Yep. And so I just don't, like I said, I'm, I don't get, like, again, that Apocalypse to me was a game changer. Like, you could not make another X-Men movie for all I care. And yeah. uh, having this dude who's got some ganks, but got some okay ones in there. But I just, I, I have so little confidence in the in the series and franchise now like i just don't care like I, this is how i feel um this is how i felt about it after like x3 and uh the origins like when yeah. freaking um um first class came i didn't see first class in the movie theater i saw that shit on dvd so that's wow, what, really? six nine months after it came out I was like, man, eh, whatever. I'll see. Um, it might have been on Redbox, like that shit. No, actually, Blockbuster <laughs> might have still been open when I saw it. So, wow. Is I, I wasn't pressed for it because I was like, man, man, y'all did what y'all did, and I'm I'm good. 
And so now, like, I feel the exact same way. So them putting out any movie with them, I'm like, oh, no, man, somebody's going to have to tell me that I know, love, and trust. Like, trust me, it was really, really good. I'm like, okay. They're hampered well, maybe by I'll their dependence on uh, McAvoy and, and uh, yes, and yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Because we've Ugh. clearly established yeah. that Professor Xavier is not the strength of the X-Men. No. And Mystique is out of place. And you ruined your other star in your most recent movie. And so if they could somehow rip them out and make a movie about the new team and make it about that team and make me care about them, and maybe that ends with Jean Grey sacrificing herself again, and then there's another movie that that plays out the Dark Phoenix story, I might buy that. But if you're going to shoehorn it all into one more poorly made movie with characters I don't care about and make me sit through another Mystique movie, that's probably not going to work out. Well, I I know for a fact they're bringing back um, Xavier, uh, young Xavier. Um, What's his name? You just said it. James McAvoy. James McAvoy, who's I mean, who's very good in the role. You know, give him credit. But um, I don't know. I did hear Patrick Stewart still. uh, It may not be done too. So I don't know how the hell they're going to work that. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's going to, I guess, to transition to like the New Mutants, which. By the way, I don't know between that and um, I don't want to jump ahead to X Force. Yeah, well, I mean that's where and that's where yeah. we're getting to too. Yeah, uh, the other topic gonna... was yeah. There's been news that this week also that the X Force movie is moving ahead. Um, that you know they got a scriptwriter. I don't remember what the gentleman's name was. But they got a scriptwriter and we're moving forward with X Force. And it seems like Fox, because hashtag Fox got a Fox. Fox is going to. <laughs> They're really trying to build like a uh, build a universe here. Um, mm-hmm. With now you have the new mutants movie potentially coming out. You have this X Force mm-hmm. movie potentially coming out. You have another X Men movie coming out. You have Deadpool coming out. They're trying to build a world of of mutants as the as Marvel has done so with their. They're, trying, they're trying to do a yeah. They're trying to do their own version of the MCU, which right. Man, I don't know. I'm, it sounds like they're a mess to me. Yeah, so brother Beavis. Is there? I mean, I know where you stand on this, but does the world need an X Force movie? Like, with somebody like, man, I can't wait to see Shatterstar and Boom Boom. Yeah. Um, oh God! Oh, you know, I, I think they could. I think they could pull it off, but I think the rush to put Cable in Deadpool two, which I think is going to precede all these movies, is a problem. I mean, I think I, I don't hate the New Mutants. And I think there's some interesting characters, and I feel like they could make a good movie there. And if you make New Mutants, and if you made New Mutants, and then maybe you introduced Deadpool or Cable, and then that was the catalyst to transform the New Mutants into X Force, maybe. Uh, But I mean, you're you're going to have to make a movie that's inspired by characters, but actually doesn't do anything related to the books because those books are terrible. Yeah, the characters aren't necessarily that. bad. Nobody cares about those books. Yeah, so that's no. a huge problem as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And, and, but and I think the issue is like you can't like when when Cable when Numians became X Force it was beca- because Cable was you know super serious. We got to fight for our lives. Apocalypse. Blah blah blah. So if you make right. a joke out of him in Deadpool two, I don't know how that transition yeah. works. Right. Yeah, that's another huge problem. The tone because the tone of Deadpool does uh, just does not work with the over serious uh tone that they have for the X Men. It's just they try that shit, it's gonna be right. horrible, man. It could be absolutely oh, bad. And oh by the way, Deadpool was a great 
absolutely great character in the early days of X-Force, and it had nothing to do with him breaking the fourth wall and eating chimichangas. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you know, and uh, there, to, in my world, anything that Rob Liefeld touched <laughs> should yeah. not be made into any type of movie yeah. whatsoever. I, I'm Look, surprised I didn't say that myself. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Deadpool is an outlier. It is not the end all be yeah. all of his success of the things that he's done. It is an yeah. outlier. It happened. We don't know why it happened. I would imagine there was some sort of deal with the devil, but it <laughs> yep. somebody gave it a whole year somewhere. Yes, exactly. So that's fine. We can deal with that, but. It, anything else that he touched is shit. <laughs> stinking piles of shit. X-Force is a stinking pile of shit for the books that he did. And we don't need to see that. And the, that's the funny thing, too. It's like, okay, well, if I want to go see this X-Men movie, I want to see this story about, you know, like the like Phoenix or Phoenix Saga or whatever. Or maybe they'll do Days of Future Past or maybe they'll do you know, something. There's no X-Force story that you're going to pull from and be like, you know what? I want to know that one time. No. And then, no. No. There's hundreds of books, all of them bad, and there's not going to be one story that you could pull from and be like, you know what? That's good. Oh, okay. So now they're going to have to pull an original story. That means people are making it up on their own, and you're going to trust Fox to make an original story and good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with that shit. Yeah, this smells like X Men Wolverine all over again because they tried. It's exactly what it is. And remember, Origins had a story to pull from, and it still sucked. Yeah, yeah, it did. You know, I mean, it it seemed like the first five minutes was actually the best parts of it. Yeah, when they had like pre Deadpool in it, that was the only part of the movie I actually liked. So, so I mean, it's it's just I mean, um, I got nothing for that dude at all. And I definitely There's got too much they have to do to set those up. I mean, you can yeah. imagine a world and where they the next done X-Men movie is yeah. about the core X-Men team and they disappear in some way. And Xavier, as a result, forms the new mutants from the people that are left. And right. then they abandon Xavier, the other team comes... You know, there's a way this could work, but they're trying to get their nut. So yeah. it's all going to fall apart. Well, and, and, and that's the other thing, too. It's like, you know what? The X-Men were built up over years and years and people caring about it and and an animated show and really great comic books and history and people care about the characters. Yeah, I'm going to give you Um, (laughs) X-Force. There's Cable and a bunch of other whack niggas. Thank you. (laughs) Like, I'm supposed to care about this? I mean, shoot, look at us. We got hundreds of years of comic books. I couldn't name you the starting five for X-Force. You know, well, like I could Jackstar. throw some names out there, but I don't know anything yeah. about them. Boom, boom, Domino, boom. yeah, some uh, Indian dude, uh, some Indian dude, yeah, yeah. Warpath yeah. was was Thunderbird's brother. Richter, yeah. Richter uh, had the had the nebulous avalanche powers. Yeah, yeah. Avalanche. yeah. he came from he came from Rob Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Cannonball, boom, Cannonball. boom. Did we say her already? And then the uh, Feral. Who was a moral? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Hell, Wolverine was in it for a while. I mean, every uh, Colossus was in it at one time. 
Yeah, I don't think that's the version. I'm guessing it'll just be these scrub third-party cats they're going to put in here. And good luck with that because none of them have one decent character between any of them. And so. that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, yeah. we're, you're expecting me to care about these people that I don't well, care Well, Cannonball's the only carryover character from what the cast the, the cast they put out for New Mutants is the original mm-hmm. original mm-hmm. roster minus Karma plus mm-hmm. Mirage. Or not Mirage, plus uh, uh, Ileana. Right. right. And wasn't, wasn't Siren in X-Force too? Siren oh, was, I think she, she was. was later, she was later edition. But yeah, okay. so, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a cast-off party for unwanted mutants. Like, it is. You know, or it, or it, characters it, we don't care about. It yeah. makes no sense to make any of those movies. And I hear people just, like, oh just, man, just this because is going to be... In the title. Yeah, it's going to be really good. You know, they're not, and like, they're not. If they couldn't get X-Men right, we struggled to get. I mean, to reboot it to kind of do it right. Characters and and love mm-hmm. for the characters for people. They're not gonna be able to get this right. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not. But maybe I'm, I am. I'm not. I think the trick they're gonna try is just to do an R-rated stuff. Since Deadpool, obviously, and now Logan is getting mm-hmm. a lot of good reviews right now because it's supposed to be like really graphic, from what I hear. So that's mm-hmm. the trick they're gonna try to do. Then then there'll be next to no character. Uh, development. It was just going to be a lot of, lot of cursing and a lot of killing, and <laughs> that's probably going. Much, that's the trick they're going to try to do. Much um, like movies going to the 3D after Avatar, right? Um, it just really kind of just loses itself after a while. R-rated comic book movies will be the same thing. Yeah, that, that oh, was really right. cool. Yeah, for that movie. maybe oh, that was, maybe Zack Snyder can slide uh-huh. over. And craft <laughs> the Fox Cinematic Universe oh, yeah. in the same way that he yeah. created this runaway blockbuster that we know as the DC Cinematic. <laughs> and bring the maybe bring the Martha verse over. Yeah. Martha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Why does that name? Burn it. <laughs> so and there was news so about Batman bad. today that they did get a new director for that since that Finally. dropped out. They got a new director. Yeah. People are like excited about it on Twitter. I was like, I ain't even never heard of this nigga before. <laughs> so he's the dude that uh, did the Apes movies. He's that's it's that guy. <laughs> pass. Yeah. pass. Well, that's all. I do on that on hard pass. Yeah, hey, did hard you guys pass. see the Lego Batman movie? I did. I did. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. Great. I didn't think it's it was very good. It was a Lego movie, but I thought it was good. Yeah, it was. It was. It served its purpose. It was funny. Uh, it it was, had a lot of a, a Batman '66 callbacks. Yeah, yeah. They, they called back all of the editions. The band, yeah. the Biff, the beaten up. That was great. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was really hard. Words are gonna appear. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. very clever. It was very good. Yeah. Well done. There's been a, there was a lot of there's been a lot of comic book movie news this week, and uh, like I said, we'll try to save some of it for another time. But I just I I know in in terms of the X universe, and those two stories stick out like sore thumbs to me because I just don't think there's any good exit for any of them. This is not going to work out. Um, yeah. Fox never continuity problems, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, there was one other one now. I forgot what it was. Um, and I guess I saw that uh, there uh, there's a rumor out there that Kerry Washington might play Domino in the X Force yeah, movie. Yeah, I saw that. Like, yeah. or in Deadpool too. So they're gonna put that. I'm like, 
Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Domino has a white face with a black dot on her face. Yep. So one way or the other, <laughs> this is a not going in well. In that role, you're creating a problem. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was just, I just mentally, and I'm not saying she has a Caucasian that. face. I'm saying yeah. literally, she has a white face. Yeah, so it's like white. She's white like Caliban. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I don't. She's know. like Caliban with cream on her face. She's smoothed yeah. out Caliban. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my issue is not that as much as uh, I don't want to see Kerry Washington's career go out like that. to that freaking Titanic. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping that she passes on it if they try to go in that route. And you think about it too. Because see, and that's what. uh, All right, this is my last topic before we end this. Okay, they always say this, like you know, uh, I keep reading all this stuff about Deadpool too. They're like, oh no 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 no, we're not gonna go. We're gonna keep the same tone. We're gonna try to keep the budget the same. We're not gonna go bigger, stronger, faster. The sequels do or whatever. (laughs) One of the major franchise sequel. We're going to do a different thing is to always add some niggas to the cast for the next <laughs> one. It's the freaking, it's a sequel trope. Yeah, like, well, we, made, we were successful yeah. in this one, but we got to get some more people to come in so we can make some more money. It's you got know what we should do? Yeah, let's put some niggas in it. Okay. <laughs> What's Nick Cannon doing? <laughs> Fuck Nick Cannon, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so. That's what they're going to do. So, all right, well, we can't make Cable black. That would be ridiculous. So we got to put somebody in it. Who can we get? Like, we're looking around. There ain't no other black freaking mutants around. So what What about Darwin? No, we killed him, too. Um, <laughs> Where's the person dying to make a Blade movie? Can we put him in Deadpool? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, we don't have his right. Damn. Who are we going to put in this? Oh, you know what? We can make, make Domino. We can make her black. Alicia Masters. Cut back in. Exactly. No, oh, yeah, they do got the rights to her. So I'm just saying, like, the, 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 two-year trigger warning for you people that are listening to this. You go and go see Deadpool 2. Again, you can donate all of your money to Brothers Comics. Every <laughs> penny that you're going to spend on tickets, uh, souvenir glasses, popcorn, all of that. Just donate it to us. Because it's going to be terrible. There's no way. I'm telling you right now. There's no way that Deadpool 2 is going to be a good movie. It's going to be bad. It's going yeah. to double down on all the stuff that made the first one good. They're going to double down on it, which is going to make it a freaking farce of it. I don't need it. It's, it's going to be so many jokes. and like it, It'll be incoherent at times, I guarantee. It's done. And also, yeah. again, because now you're not doing some sort of origin story or whatever, there are no like oh you know that one Deadpool st- nope there are no Deadpool stories <laughs> there are no time. Deadpool stories yeah <laughs> nope exactly there are no I got a crap ton of them and a bunch of long boxes up there and I can't remember one of them I was like I think Ed McGinnis drew it that's about what I remember the most and Joe Kelly wrote it or I think that's what his name was that's what I remember but do I remember Damn. like oh this one time and then there was this arc where nope. I just remember he fought the Taskmaster, which was the the typical, well, if I don't have a pattern to my fighting, then you can't defeat me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That's going to wrap up the Thursday Night Council chat for this week. I was just looking ahead. I think we're going to skip ahead straight to that Colossus getting his ass kicked in the bar. 
issue 183, uh, post-secret wars, we skip over Japan, and yeah. skip over the Rogue solo issue, which is really goofy and weird, too. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. yeah, and go straight to Colossus getting his tail whipped in, which is awesome. Uh, which is awesome great. Book. There's also some emotional stuff in there, too, where he tells Kitty, he's like, well, how many times did you cheat? Shit, I don't know, man. I wasn't counting. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> he has to break her heart. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome, actually. That's a great story, man. We're going to oh, review God. the Kitty Pride and Wolverine miniseries, right? All right. So, oh. we'll wrap up this podcast. Um, <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yes, and so yeah, so 183 is <laughs> that one, and then I think we get uh, is that Selena? A uh, Selene, yeah, comes back as the Black Queen. The Black um, Queen, right? Yeah. Yeah, as the new Black Queen, and uh, Rachel Summers. Uh, the way, time she shows up, it out there. Yeah. Say what? Yes. Like, she by the way, she's white. I'm just throwing it out there. So, yeah, 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 we whitewash her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll go from there. All right. So again, you'll be able to find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, subscribe, leave a rating, uh, five star ratings appreciated uh, to get our uh, our ratings up, so to speak. Um, um, and I think that's it, really. Uh, missed Riverdale again this week for this. I have to go back and watch Riverdale now uh, on the interweb. Uh, but love to talk with this with you guys again. Someday we will get – we got Big Hutch's name on the intro. At some point in time, we will get him back on this podcast. Uh, he is uh, the agent provocateur of this podcast yes. with his, uh, his his hot takes, so to speak. <laughs> so, uh, again, you can find uh, the producer on Twitter at Brothers Comics. You can find me on Instagram at Brothers Comics. You can find us on Facebook at Brothers Comics. Uh, you can find Sandman on Facebook at Sandman415, as well as on Twitter at Sandman415. Uh, and Brother Beavis is in the ether, as always. But if you really wanted to get to him, you could get through him through me. So You have to traverse uh, the multiverse to find yeah. him. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. My Twitter account is in the negative zone. Um, <laughs> 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 All right, so we'll wrap that up. I don't think there's any Brothers Comics business coming up. I keep saying that we're going to do a Brothers Comics podcast. Uh, it hasn't happened with Female Perspective and Big Hutch. Uh, so y'all are going to be on uh, the bat phones this weekend, man, because it's been almost a month. And if they're not available, we're replacing them. Uh, and we do have another podcast like series going on. As I mentioned, for Riverdale. Uh, you can check out uh, Pretty Little Riverdale. It's our Riverdale podcast um, with two people I met on Twitter. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's basically it. Two hugely fan, Archie fans on Twitter, uh, but they, they are great at uh, talking about Archie. So, yes, that's another podcast. Yeah. But there you go. That's it. So uh, as the producer of this podcast, I'm going to sign off, and we will see you people next week. Uh, we'll let you go first, Brother Beavis, because it's the end. <laughs> Come on, March. Come on, March. I'll see you guys in March. All right. <laughs> and Sam, man, go ahead and sign off. Go ahead and I'll my pillow. We'll see you next week. We'll see y'all next week, guys. Peace. Peace.